you today. This is Susan Puzio, and I want to welcome you to the Prophetic News Radio broadcast on Blog Talk Radio, broadcasting since 2009, and we are just about 1,034 listens away from 1 million. Yay! So we want to give God all the glory for that, for God bringing so many people by to listen to our broadcast all over the world want to say hello to our listeners in the United Kingdom and Canada and Australia and South Africa and New Zealand and all the other countries who are listening. And don't forget our book, Paula White, President Trump's Pastor and Seed Faith, Can a Man Bribe God? Those books are available on Amazon, our website, propheticnews.com our YouTube channel, which is under my name, Susan Puzio. And we have, of course, our wonderful blog talk radio, Prophetic News. Don't forget about that. Also, you can email me if you want to email me at susan at propheticnews.com, and I will read your email, and I will answer you. So don't forget to email us. Anyway... We have a very special guest today, one of our favorite guests, who's a trusted name in news. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> our sister, Jackie Alnor. Hey there, Susan. Good to hear from you. Yes, we know that we won't get any fake news here. No, 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 never. No, no, never. We have only news, the the real news that's fit to print. And it's a crazy world out there, I have to say, with everything that's... I was going to say, getting crazier every day. I know. It's so hard to believe. But I know that in the past you did these... uh, You talked about it a long time ago about how how they were going to infiltrate the schools... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can really see the evidence of it is how kooky people think anymore. I know it's almost like there is some sort of collective insanity because of the takeover, really, of the school system and over the media. And, of course, Hollywood has always been a cesspool, as we can see while well, everybody's eyes and attention are on the big court case this week. The whole mess is one cesspool. And think about the the people, okay, the ones who were born in the year 2000, you realize they're all turning 21 this year? (laughs) They already are 21. What am I saying? Yeah. Well, and so that's what they were raised in all of this stuff. And so how can we expect them once they've been, you know, socially engineered these past 20 years to, to think 
clearly or logically and have any critical thinking skills when they weren't taught that in school and especially not in college. Yeah, so what would you define critical thinking as? Critical thinking is, well, there's, there's syllogis, syllogisms for, for logic, you know, A plus B equals C, and, if, and, and then C minus B equals A, you know, just, just two plus two equals four. And they're teaching them two plus two equals five. And that truth is your truth and there's my truth and it's subjective and we all have to accept one another's truth. And one person's truth isn't any worse or different or wrong than another person's truth, no matter how contradictory they are. That is a total loss of logic and critical thinking. Yeah. But we can really see the evidence of it because when we went to school, of course, that was... I was in grade school in the 50s, so that was a long time ago. So was, so was I. <laughs> yeah, but it was Run Dick, Run Run Jane, Spot. That's right. Right, remember? Spot. Yeah, Go Spot, Go. Yeah. <laughs> I it know. Was so I innocent. had to. Yes. Yes, we didn't talk about sex or who had a relationship Never. with you. We didn't care about that. And now they want to teach transsexual garbage to third graders. And then they, the, these uh, crazy teachers, they come on and say, we want to be the kid's friend. We, we never thought about being a friend to a teacher. No, no, they were the people in authority. Yeah. We respected them. We wouldn't dare touch the hem of their garments. No, we would never think, oh, well, they're our friends. No, they weren't. They were the people that were in charge of you and they ruled over you basically when you went to school. So you never thought now, well, we have to be their friend and we have to tell them about, they might not know if they're a boy or a girl. Man. Uh, I, I don't know. I shared this on Facebook. I don't know if people saw it, but it was a picture of Brad Pitt and, and Joe, whatever, Jolie, his, his wife, child when they she they allowed her to dress up as a boy and to wear suit and ties yeah, and be when a boy she was a little girl yeah very little and, and then this picture came out of her in like a prom dress with her hair up looking like a raving beauty standing next to it i mean just because a girl is a tomboy doesn't mean she's gender confused any more than the boys having the i hate girls club like they did on the little rascals i mean these are normal growth situations in a, in a, in a child growing up where the, you know, and, and now they want bo- little boys to play with Barbie dolls. And, um, yeah, of course I did like my brother's toys better than my own. I will say <laughs> <laughs> they, they would get cool things like Legos and, uh, and, and, and the walking, talking robot yeah, and the train sets. <laughs> oh Yeah. I mean, but I was a tomboy. You couldn't get me down from the treehouse. Yeah. You know, I had to climb trees all the time. Yeah, now they would be questioning you whether. Oh, yeah. Now I would be, uh-oh, you know. Yeah, you're, 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 yeah. you're not really a girl. You just, you know, you're in the wrong body because you act like a boy because you like to play sports and climb trees. Yeah, it's terrible. It's like, what does a child know? A, a, 
a five-year-old or a six-year-old can make a decision about whether they're a boy or a girl. These parents yeah. are crazy. This is a crazy thing. And, and the thing is, when, when your governor, you know, uh, stood against that in the so-called gay bill or whatever, it put all the left, leftists in a total uproar just because he was saying we don't teach, you know, these these these. Babies. We don't teach babies about sexuality. What do they know? About any sort of sexuality, let alone perverse But to clear it up, of course, they they said it's the don't say gay bill. And there's nothing in that bill about don't say gay. But that's part of this antichrist propaganda mindset is we're going to tell you what it says, even if it doesn't say that. We're going to tell you what to think. And they, they, they've convinced people that that's what that bill says. And then it was my governor here who was uh, making it illegal to, um, to have children go through any, uh, you know, uh, altering, gender-altering uh, hormone treatment or anything like that as children, and he labeled it uh, child abuse. And the way yeah. that ever stir up. Well, it is child abuse to do that to a child because they, they're in no position to be making decisions for themselves. You don't really get any smarts until you're about 50. Well, okay, so the world is is going to hell in a handbasket. The judgment of God is just around the corner. It's It's got to be looming fast. Every nation on the planet seems to be out of favor with their creator at the moment. And um, and then, you know, then you've got some of the Christian dominionists who are claiming we need to rise up and 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 take over and get into a civil war. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah, these people are crazy. I don't know where they get this stuff from, but that's. The whole thing is it's such a comparison that we can make with the political world and the church world and the path, the the fake church world and the path that they're on. Yeah, we could call it Christendom. Yeah, they're they're going to take over and they're going to change things and then the next, with the next election, they're going to change things. Oh, I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Uh, with the, after the what happened with the, the the last one, where they managed to have a coup and put in a man that can't even think. <laughs> I know the one who has to be led around by the Easter Bunny. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> you know what? It's a judgment on America. It is making us look like the biggest dummies on the planet. Uh, and again, I can't help but thinking that. America, and especially Hollywood, has been the trendsetters for the rest of the planet as far as these corrupt ideas. I mean, it's these, these lockdowns and all that kind of stuff that started here, and then everybody picked up on it and then took it one step further, you know, until the whole planet was crazy. Now, maybe it did start in China. I mean, Wuhan. Well, it started in China, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Blue Hand was started there, but no, but people didn't pay so much attention to that until no, it happened. Didn't. They did because we never thought it was going to come here. Back yeah, in the day now- when when we were looking at it there, we thought, oh, that's those Chinese. So, but we never thought it was coming here. I didn't. 
I never thought I'd see what we've been seeing recently on the news with what's going on in Shanghai. And they're locking people down without food. And um, it's crazy. And then blocking up the port so that boats can't come or go. And there's no more import-export out of the huge portion of China. And the rest of the world has relied upon China for just about everything. Just about everything, yeah. So they're locked down over 25 million people in Shanghai. And now they've increased the lockdowns, they're saying. They're trying to stop. After they gave, after they released this virus, they're probably partially responsible. Mm -hmm. I don't really know who really did it. But we can say some of it probably did come from the lab in China. So they give people this virus and then they treat them like prisoners and put them in concentration camps. It's crazy. But you see, I, you know, it gets us around now to the topic of the day because the whole world has to be, a lot of prophecy teachers have seen this for the past 40, 50 years, that we really have to have a big state of war or chaos or something where the Antichrist can come in as the hero of the day, you know, mighty mouth, here I come to save the day, yeah. you know, and and then because he's got to rise up with the solutions and the answers. And so there's got to be, the, the world is going to be in a state of perplexity and he's going to come and help have the answers for everything and bring everybody into this fake peace, at least for, you know, for the first half of the tribulation, so-called. And, um, and so it, it's just going according to schedule. Yeah. So I guess we who understand Bible prophecy shouldn't be, uh, you know, surprised or, con- well, yeah, concerned. Because we should be concerned for our loved ones because yeah. it really heralds the, the nearness of the Lord's return. And yet we know how Jesus compared it to a woman in childbirth is going to get pretty painful and terrible before the Lord comes back. You know, once, once, once those that last you know week of years come start playing out. So yeah, we never thought that our lives were going along so nice and smoothly. So it seems, and then all of a sudden we're hit with this pandemic that went on forever. You had to be afraid to go out. You had to be afraid to go near people, and so many of our friends died from this thing or still suffering the after effects of this ungodly virus. But who thought, who who would ever think? Well, and not only have people died from the virus, but I understand even more have died from the solution, the jab. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're not publicizing that so much. Of course there's documentation that's been coming right. out, dribbling out about it that from yeah. their sources, of course. But they, they they have a they have ways where they can kind of block the news. There's news that comes out, but yet, in order for it to reach the masses, it has to be on many networks and it has to be repeated so many times for people to really buy into it. Because even even though uh, they report on things, if they don't say it enough and it doesn't get on enough news broadcasts, people don't really take notice or they really don't pay that much attention to it. 
Well, you know, it is a lot of this boat is coming back to bite them. Uh, you know, the news media with their fake news and everything. It was on the news just this week that CNN had um, had their live streaming or whatever. This, yeah, and it uh, flopped. Yeah, yeah, and it just flopped. After and three so, and a half weeks, but who who wants to listen to them? They don't. Yeah, no. I know. So they, they got to read the writing on the wall, you would think, except that they don't want to admit defeat no matter what, no matter how stupid they look. <laughs> well, they have an agenda. It's it, it might look stupid to us, but they have an agenda. But they've actually managed to convince people, brainwash people into believing a lie. And that's part of the whole antichrist system is people mm-hmm. will believe a lie rather than believe the truth. Yes. And that is certainly what we see happening. And there is a, a divisions everywhere. You know, it's, you know, it's one way or the other. There's divisions in the church. There's divisions in the country. There's divisions in the world. And, uh, and there's all kinds of leaders, you know, trying to, you know, be at the top of the pyramid. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, and that, and that's where we come to some of these antichrist suggestions with some people. Cause I mean, there's this battle going on in France for, uh, to put down, there oh, was a female. Yeah, yeah Ma- Macron. Do you know anything about that? Le Pen? I don't really know that much about her. That's no, crazy. just that she's right, right wing. Versus him being left wing, so it's like, you know, Macron is is a disaster. Yeah, he's and a, a globalist. Yeah, he's a globalist. Yeah. yeah, and so I mean, like, there's just there's just a mess everywhere in the world, and there's got to be someone. This is the perfect time for that per- person to make his debut, yeah. and um, you know, there's some people who think that. What's the guy's name that's leading the Ukraine? The, the, oh, the Zelensky? Yeah. Some people are saying, oh, he, he might he might be the Antichrist, you oh, know. he's not going to be the Antichrist. Others are saying Trudeau might be. Uh, uh, not Trudeau, no. But, you know, they're, I think they're, that. They're good candidates. Yeah, yeah. Well, my favorite, as I have said before many times, I posted it on my Facebook page that I think the best candidate is probably Elon Musk. Yeah, well, let's play. Because he just seems to have all these inventions that come from nowhere. And yeah, it's uh, like, where did this guy come from? And then he, all of a sudden, he's so smart and rich. Well, they say he's the richest man in the world, but that's not really true. Because I, I think Queen Elizabeth, I think they have probably more money. In the Vatican. And the Vatican. <laughs> the Vatican's number one. In riches. Well, you know what Musk's latest company is? It's called the Boring Company. Have you heard of the Boring Company? No. Oh, it's right here out of Austin. And it is the Boring, it has like almost like this, I don't know, it looks like a scene from Journey to the Center of the Earth or where they they bore into the earth this, this, this thing that makes a path under the ground and that that's the new highways and he's got he so he's doing this boring i forget what town it was he's already started it in one city this this new transportation system that is supposed supposedly not not run on 
I mean, it's supposed to be run on some sort of green energy. And so you get into this capsule and the capsule shoots you through that tunnel from spot to spot. And it goes really super fast because it doesn't have any cross traffic or anything. And, um, and it's the funniest looking thing. You can look it up and see the, the, um, prototype of it. It's really, really futuristic, crazy looking. And so being that he's here in Texas, there was just an ad that, that Elon posted the other day saying that he needs employees and people for the boring company. And I, I mean, <laughs> And so I mean, I mean, where is he getting all this stuff? Yeah, yeah, really. It's like he's getting it from a, a supernatural source, and it's not God Almighty, that's for sure. But yeah, uh, and it was it was funny because when I mentioned to my to my to my daughter that that Elon Musk, you know, just just always looked up to Tesla, you know, Nikolai Tesla. Uh, who invented, you know, who discovered ACDC current, and he was a genius from the time, at the same time as Edison, with his inventions and everything. And yet he was considered like really, in, he, he would go into dazes and into trances. I saw him on but this thing, this biography on him. He was one strange character, and he was considered the most brilliant man, scientific mind in our in our in the history of the world. He was originally from Yugoslavia and came to America. But um, but Nikolai Tesla was, is this, you know, almost like um, a, 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 he's Elon Musk's muse, you know, and, and who inspires him. And when I was telling that to my daughter, she says, well, that's weird. She says, because the name of the Antichrist in the Left Behind series was Nikolai. Yeah. <laughs> and I, oh, yeah, Nikolai Carpathian or whatever his name was. And I just thought, okay. Well, then maybe that's just one more tick in the column of Elon Musk and the Antichrist. Yeah, well, the thing is they want, these, they want to uh, take away our fossil fuel. Of course, we know that even the Lord, he, he flooded the earth, but he made something good out of it, as the Lord does, and gave, and gave us fossil fuel. So they want to take away the fossil fuel and give us these electric cars and I remember when I was a little girl, the town that we lived in had streetcars, and then all of a sudden the streetcars disappeared, and so did the so did the trains. So you see now they're raising the price of gas, and they're trying to force us to get these electric cars. But they have to power. You still need electricity, so they're going to have to power the electricity. And they were saying that. They were they put up these windmills somewhere. I don't remember where exactly, but they killed 150 bald eagles. Can you imagine? Yeah. So, uh, I heard Trump say that one time. Yeah, they want windmills, but it kills birds. And so, yeah. yeah. So, what's the trade off? You're going to have all these dead birds. Well, what I did not realize until I visited a friend of mine who has a cattle ranch in South Texas. He the 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 local electric company uh pays him to uh, for them to put those those twirly bob things on his land because he owns a lot of land and so he was driving us around showing us all of the what what do they call those things those fan things anyway they're huge and half of them weren't working and we were commenting well what's going on here he goes oh he says he says they're always breaking down he says but the thing is 
they use so much electricity. They have these little, little like battery things plugged in. They they're yeah, plugged in. You have to you have to charge up those batteries. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even realize that they had to use electricity. Yeah, to they do have anything. to use electricity. Yeah, as a backup. It's the same thing with solar. You still have to charge the battery. <laughs> oh so well, they it's want to be a mess. This. It's going to be a mess. Yeah, and they're they're what are they? Most of them looking at twenty thirty. They're supposed to be that big idea that all of this is going to be in place by twenty thirty. That yeah, well, they have a goal. Probably, yeah. Yeah, to the to end, um, you know, fuel, fuel, you know. In, and then uh, you have to charge that fuel, stupid thing uh, up for, I don't know, 45 minutes. Who's going to stop? Who, you have to stop what you're doing and charge up your car battery after 200 miles. Or Oh, they say, oh, they haven't have one that's 600 miles. But I don't even like to charge my little batteries. I don't think I would get on an airplane with such a thing. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Well, it's it's they're gonna need they're gonna need this man of sin to show up when all this chaos. It's chaotic now, but can you imagine when it how much more chaotic it's going to be? Well, see, that's the thing. It's it it's gotta get be. It's not only chaotic as far. I mean, every element of society is chaotic. Education is chaotic. Entertainment, the seven mountains. The seven mountain mandates, all of it is chaotic right now, isn't it? Very, you know, very. But you're saying so, that you were saying that about them thinking that they have to have some kind of a culture war or whatever, or, or they have to yeah. rise up. But I saw that Lance Wall now the other uh, night saying that, oh, yeah, we have to fight. We have to rise up and take over. And well, I have news for you that's not going to happen. They're not really up. They like to compete with the world, but they aren't very appealing. Uh, who was it? Somebody was said that that Christians have never been able to compete in certain areas, such as they can never get themselves into the school system. They get thrown out of there. They can't get into Hollywood because no one wants to see their movies. They're they're always second rate, at, you know, in quality and in storyline. And Christian, uh, a professing Christian, could never even get into um, the White House because he could never, never win in the. If he's going to stand against the sin of our country, and if he totally, you know, Trump couldn't say he was totally against abortion altogether. He, he has, wasn't. you know, because he you wasn't. can't, you can't win that many votes in, in this country. Unless you compromise, and a true believer yeah. won't do that. Yeah, true. So you, so it's impossible. Oh, there's never going to be a Christian president, and uh, even in our state in Florida. Oh well, the governor, he he thinks he did a good thing by saying that they're going to ban all abortions after 15 weeks. So, so you're still going to let people kill their babies. You don't have enough courage. To stop it all together. Well, I think Oklahoma just did, yeah, and Oklahoma, I know. Here, yeah. And here it's the six is the six week cutoff. Yeah, big but, deal. Well, I think that I think that in their case, they're trying to 
stop it in incrementally. And well, that's what how. What does that prove? No, I, you know, yeah, I don't agree with well, that. It means you can't do it all at once. You got to do it incrementally. Because well, no, don't first, do it incrementally. Just say what it is. Because they said in Oklahoma, they said it was murder, and if the doctors do it, they're going to be arrested for murder. Call it what it is. Quit. These men are yeah. so wimpy. Well, and the women too, because who's standing up for these children, really? Well, the truth of the matter is, is that this is the devil's playground, and he has won the culture war. And why shouldn't he? Because this is his kingdom. I mean, our kingdom is not of this world. Yeah. And so, how how could we be the ones that are going to excite worldly minds? Uh, the only thing we're here for is to be ambassadors of Christ and to declare the gospel, and uh, to tell people to turn away from these things and turn to him and so it's what what was it in first john i mean that if you love the world the love of the father isn't in you yeah what does that tell you the world ain't gonna love you any more than they love jesus they put him to death well they sure didn't so, love him that's for sure no and i mean there's there's all you know many are called few are chosen yes, and the chosen <laughs> All right, let's play Elon Musk. Let's hear from him. Oh, okay. The Neuralink product demo. I'm really excited to show you what we've got. I think it's going to blow your mind. Um, so I want to emphasize the, the purpose of Neuralink. Like, uh, what do we, what's our goal? Our goal is to solve important spine and brain problems with a seamlessly, seamlessly implanted device. So you want to have a device that you can basically uh, put in your head um, and feel and look totally normal. Uh, but it solves uh, some, some important problem um, in your brain or spine. So uh, going into the Neuralink architecture, uh, what we've done over the past year is dramatically simplify the device. So we, 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 about a year ago, we had a device which uh, had uh, uh, m multiple parts, including a piece that it had to sort of sit behind your ear. Um, and it was, it, was, it was complex, and you, and you wouldn't still look totally normal, you'd have a thing behind your ear. So um, we've simplified this to simply something that is uh, about the size of a large coin. Um, and it, it goes uh, in your skull, replaces a piece of skull, um, and the wires uh, uh, then, then connect uh, within a few centimeters or about an inch away from the device. Um, and this is sort of what it looks like. So this is our little device. Uh, it is, that, that thing at the bottom is just to hold the threads in place because they're just like little fine wire, wires. I mean, fr frankly, to, to sort of simplify this, uh, what, what we're, <laughs> I mean, it's more complicated than this, but it's, in a lot of ways, it's kind of like a Fitbit in your skull with tiny wires. Our, our current prototype, version 0.9, has about 1,000 channels. Uh, so that's you know, about 100 times better than the, the next best um, uh, consumer device that's available. And it's a 23 millimeters by eight millimeters. It actually uh, fits quite nicely in your skull because your, your skull is about 10 millimeters thick. So uh, it fits, it's, it goes flush with your skull, it's invisible, and all you can see afterwards is there's a tiny scar. And if it's under your hair, you can't see it at all. In fact, I could have a Neuralink right now and you wouldn't know. Anyway, so it's also inductively charged. So um, it's charged in the same way that you charge you charge a smartwatch or a phone. Um, and so you can use it all day, uh, charge it at night, 
and have full functionality. So you would really, um, you know, it would be, it would be completely seamless uh, and uh, yeah, no wires. Uh, in terms of getting a link, so that, um, we, you need to have the device, uh, a great device, and you also need to have a great robot that uh, puts in the, uh, the electrodes and uh, does the surgery. So you want the surgery to be as, as automated uh, and, and as possible, and the only way you can achieve the level of precision that's needed is with an advanced robot. Uh, the link procedure, the, the installation of a link, done in under an hour. Um, so you can basically go in in the morning and leave the hospital in the afternoon. The Neuralink product demo. I'm really excited to show you what we've got. I think it's gonna blow your mind. Um, so I wanna emphasize the, the purpose of Neuralink. Like, uh, what do we, what's our goal? Our goal is to solve important spine and brain problems with a seamlessly, seamlessly implanted device. So you want to have a device that you can basically uh, put in your head um, and feel and look totally normal, uh, but it solves uh, some, some important problem um, in your brain or spine. So uh, going into the Neuralink architecture, uh, what we've done over the past year is... <laughs> now, that is a Whoa. scary proposition that they want to plant this thing in your head and then control your help you especially if you're mentally ill say if you have emotional problems so they're going to create these monster people where is he getting all these ideas yeah exactly you yeah. see that's why he's the candidate now a lot of people would say well it's not up to us to you know try to figure out who the antichrist is we should keep our eyes on christ and I always tell them, well, I can, I can multitask <laughs> because certainly I, I, I'm in, I'm in communion with Christ every single day. I'm not in communion with the Antichrist. No way. The Antichrist is going to come out of the world. He's going to be of the world. And Jesus is in heaven at the right hand of the father and through the Holy spirit. We can connect with, with Jesus. And so, uh there's no comparison. It's, in fact, it's, no. it's not even apples and oranges. There is no comparison. No, and, no um, and I think the most important thing for us to do is we see these things starting to develop when it starts looking like science fiction coming into truth. You know, um, it's time to cling to Jesus all the more because he's our only, our only hope and our only protection as these things are coming because they're frightening. And when men's hearts are going to fail them for fear, when they see what's coming down on the planet, uh, you know, it's we ha we don't need to go into that kind of fear as they do, as the those who who don't understand any of this. I understand it. It was prophesied. It it uh, it doesn't you know jar me. I don't like to see that. Wow, it is happening before our eyes. You know, but I can't wait to see Jesus. So. Yeah. We know that it's for the best in the long run, and yet, how can we say that the people of the world don't deserve judgment? We can't say that when no, when they're in their fist at the Lord. That's what they're doing. Oh, and we're the minority who are who love Him because the majority are shaking their fists at Him. Oh yeah, and and, and the thing is, see this this implant that he that he's trying to bring forth and he probably will well they'll say well it's going to help people with spinal problems and people that are paralyzed it's going to help them to walk but 
the way that I could see them using it is if you don't go along with the program with the fake news and the propaganda and everything, they're going to put you in these hospitals and plant this yeah, thing or, in your head and tell you that's how right. to think. The re-education re yeah. camps that, remember Hillary Clinton thought we should all go in the, the ones that are clinging to their Bibles and guns should yeah. go in the education camp. Yeah. And, yeah. and that, that sounds like something out of a horror story, but we're watching these we're things watching unfold. watching it unfold, yeah. Who would think and of this kind of thing, plant this thing in your head, you won't. He said, I could have one right now. Maybe he does. <laughs> well, he, he probably does. And, but, you know, and yet at the same time, he's the one that is, is trying to take over Twitter to give us our freedom of speech yeah, back. So, yeah, so he'll be popular if he if it, if he does it. Yeah, it's with some people he'll be popular because he he is getting criticism. But here's another nutty guy, Yuval Harari, crazy Ooh. crazy guy. Now, in the past, many tyrants and governments wanted to do it. But nobody understood biology well enough, and nobody had enough computing power and data to hack millions of people. Neither the Gestapo nor the KGB could do it. But soon, at least some corporations and governments will be able to systematically hack all the people. We humans should get used to the idea that we are no longer mysterious souls. We are now hackable animals. That's what we are. Now, there are not many historians who would be put on the main stage of the Congress Center of the World Economic Forum, sandwiched between Angela Merkel and Macron. I think there are even fewer who could fill the room almost as much as Angela Merkel, and almost none who would have the experience as we were waiting in the green room and Angela Merkel came through, Chancellor Merkel came through, she, she took care to stop, go up to Yuval and introduce herself and say, I've read your book. We don't really know ourselves. To give an example, when I was 21, I finally realized that I was gay after living for several years in denial. And this is not exceptional. A lot of gay men live in denial for many years. They don't know something very important about themselves. Now imagine the situation in 10 or 20 years when an algorithm can tell any teenager exactly where he or she is on the gay straight spectrum. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, and you see, that's another, that's another prophecy that as in the days of Lot, so shall it be at the time at the end that, you know, and of course we know where the word Sodom comes from. So it's like, you know, this, this, this normalization, it started out normalization of just gay people. And then of course, then it's turned into every other possibility in the alphabet, even things we, that aren't even a possibility. And, um, and that it's gotten so corrupt that it is worse than it was then because Jesus said things would be worse than they ever were even since the time man was, was, was made on the earth. And so we thought to myself, well, 
wow, how bad could that get? Well, we're starting to see how bad that can get. It can get pretty bad, especially when this guy, Yuval Harari, is a, a speaker at the World Economic Forum saying that humans are hackable animals and that Angela Merkel, the head of the German government, is going up to him and telling him she reads her his books. Yeah, well, there's just too much garbage coming out of Germany, and that's like, what, deja vu all over again? Yeah. When you think Klaus Schwab, what yeah. a name. Yeah. A name like that. And, I mean, that's that's just hard to to fathom that people – haven't learned their lesson by now about that part of the world for some reason. It wouldn't surprise me at all if the Antichrist didn't rise out of Germany. Seems to be the way it's done in the dress rehearsal. Yeah, you just you just really don't know. Here's another The World Economic Forum's Yuval Noah Hariri said this. This is a quote. Jesus rising from the dead and being the son of God is fake news. Now I'm telling you, this is pretty wild. This is the man behind Klaus Schwab. And he's saying this kind of stuff. Some people thinking this guy's the Antichrist himself. Others are thinking he's the false prophet. I don't know, but this guy's bad news. What do you think? <laughs> that was a prophecy teacher, Calvary Chapel pastor, Tom Hughes. And, um, you know, he's been, he's been doing updates every day. And you can follow him on, on YouTube for just looking into these things. There, there's a plethora of Bible prophecy teachers all of a sudden. I guess this is a time when it can't be missed anymore. I mean, for a long time, after the year 2000, and Jesus hadn't come back yet, and nothing came of Y2K, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of people just uh, said, okay, that's the end of it. I mean, I was thinking about how Paul Crouch said, to Hal Lindsey, well, if the year 2000 comes and goes, I'm going back to square one and throwing all this prophecy out. <laughs> well, most of, <laughs> most of them were wrong about Y2K. It was a boom for the stock market. There was these penny stocks, and they were selling for 15 cents, and then after Y2K, it was like $50 a share. <laughs> People <laughs> that were smart knew that they could make so much money out of this Y2K when all these so-called prophecy teachers were telling people that it was going to be doom and gloom and everything was going to crash. It didn't crash, but it, it was. No, and, yeah. And then they then their excuse was, well, you know, uh, prophecies don't always have to come true. Uh, God could change his mind like he did with Nineveh and Jonah. But, but there was no repentance like there was in no, Nineveh. No, no. But but that's a lame excuse for getting out there and making, you know. Oh, they were making bundles. They were making so much money on selling the food and selling the books and selling. Oh, yeah. And and that's disgraceful when they're using this as a way of of fleecing the flock. Yeah. You know, I just saw that that Jonathan Kahn, the harbinger, who, you know, what was it, 10 years ago, wrote that book, and it was all right around the corner. It was just going to happen after these blood moons hit, and, you know, Jesus was coming back, and all this kind of stuff. And you would think the guy would hang his head in shame when everything he predicted didn't happen with the blood moons and all this was, was stuff that was going to happen, and he got it directly from God that this, you know, about this tree at 9-11. Oh, yeah, that tree. Oh. And, and this was all, you know. 
And so now he's got, he's making a Harbinger movie and he's promoting yeah. it on Jim Baker. Okay. And people are still <laughs> making, paying serious attention to this yeah, guy. He's still coming out with books too. Yeah. See, we can speculate about the Antichrist and things like that. That's not saying, well, we heard from the Lord, this, that, and the other, which is what people like he was saying and others. And when they start attributing these things to revelation from God and then it doesn't happen, well, they should be washed up by that time. No, but he just nothing, comes out with another comeback. book. Yeah. Yes. He makes yes. a comeback. And he's very, very... Uh popular on certain circuits of course right yeah but people yeah. still are buying into this whole jonathan Kahn thing i know i had some we had done some programs years ago i had david james on and um james sunquist i think they both wrote books about the harbinger about it exposés on the harbinger and then i got a email from jonathan Kahn. He wanted to come on. He wanted to come on the program, and refute everything that my guests were saying about him. I should have let him on. Some other some people advised me not to do it, but I should have let him on. I'm sorry now that I did. I think I I think it. He would just hang himself. Yeah, I, would, I, I should have let him come because they said, "Oh yeah. no, he'll he'll try to be so persuasive and it, and it wouldn't be good for your audience, but I should, I should have. I'm with you. Give him, give him enough rope, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because if, if he wanted to come on, I would, I would have him on with some of the people that wrote sure. the books against it. If he would agree to that, I don't know if he would, but yeah, I think that's a healthy thing to do in the church where we can actually, you know, you have have the debates. Yeah. Yeah. And try to expose, because most of these people would never contact me. I've never had anybody contact me of all the exposés that we've done on this program to say, I want to come on and defend my position. I would, if they would come on and then you could have somebody else that's maybe more knowledgeable of certain things that I'm knowledgeable in that I could debate, but then there's other people that are much more knowledgeable than me in topics and so if they're willing to debate, but most of them will not do it. Yeah, especially he, if you name the name of who they're you're going to bring on, and they go, "Well, I'll talk to you, but I won't talk to him." One who is actually really thoroughly investigated. Yeah, it, you yeah. Know? You wish they would, though. You wish, but no, they're they won't do it. But let's listen to another Havari. In privacy and health, do you give access to what is happening inside your body and brain in exchange? for far better healthcare. And my guess is that health will win, hands down. People will give up their privacy in exchange for healthcare, and maybe in many places they won't have a choice. I mean, they won't even get insurance if they are unwilling to give access to what is happening inside their bodies. But control of data might enable human elites to do something even more radical than just build digital dictatorships. By hacking organisms, elites may gain the power to re-engineer the future of life itself. In the 21st century, the really big struggle will be against irrelevance. And it's much worse to be irrelevant than to be exploited. Those who fail in the struggle against irrelevance 
would constitute a new useless class. People who are useless, not from the viewpoint of their friends and family, of course, but useless from the viewpoint of the economic and political system. <laughs> you're going to be irrelevant and useless. Well, well, you know, and, and, and some people are seeing this guy as, as an anti, the, you know, he'll pull up candidate for the Antichrist, but he isn't very appealing. He, no. he looks like, he looks like, remember the old cartoon, um, Poindexter? Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, 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 he's Poindexter. A, he might be a candidate, but he's not it. Well, the thing is, he's, he's gay. So, you know, that's the one thing that a lot of people think that the Antichrist, you know, he's not going to have the love of women or whatever. So, so, uh, it, it could, you know, so he, he qualifies in, in that way, but he certainly doesn't have any charisma. He doesn't I have can't... any charisma. No, the, the Antichrist is going to have the it factor big time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the opposite of this little little creepy looks like. The, yeah, he's creepy the looking. So he's not, yeah, he's not. He's yeah. not. It's got to be somebody that's handsome. Not someone you can get sand kicked in their face at the beach. Yeah, no, it's not him. He's he's. He get, he has those antichrist doctrines. That's for sure. I, <laughs> You're irrelevant, right. useless, hackable oh, he, animal. He sounds totally given over demonically to yeah. delusion. Yeah, yeah, delusional. Here's a, the uh, clip about the aliens. Dr. Michu Kak, who is a theorist, physicist, futurist, and author of the best-selling book *The God Equation: The Quest for a Theory of Everything*. Michu, thanks so much for joining us. Is this a good idea? I think it's a horrible idea. The fundamental mistake is they assume that the aliens are like E.T., yeah. warm and Fun. cuddly and friendly, but they could be like the Borg out to, to rampage over our sector of the galaxy. We can't assume the best-case scenario in this situation. It wasn't that the Martians hated Earthlings. No, we were just in the way. They wanted the Earth. And they had the technology to run over us. So we have to be careful. Now, remember, look at our own history. Look at Mexico. When Cortez, the conquistador, went into Mexico, he met Montezuma and the Aztecs. Cortez made the biggest mistake in ancient history. I mean, Montezuma made the biggest mistake. He assumed that Cortez was a god. When actually, Cortez was a bloodthirsty pirate. And within months, the entire Aztec empire crumbled. Why? Because Cortez had the horse. He had gunpowder. He had steel weapons. The Aztecs had none of the above. So they, they might have something we don't know, and we told them everything about us. What, what kind of uh, vehicle did we use to, trend, to transmit our information? Well, 50 years ago, I mean, 52 years ago, 1974, that's what this event wants to commemorate. Back then, Carl Sagan and others used the Arecibo radio telescope to beam to beam a message in our quadrant of the galaxy saying, here we are, we have come of age, okay? In retrospect, I think that was a dumb idea, playing Russian roulette with a loaded gun, not knowing who's out there, what their intentions are. I think it was really foolhardy. But doesn't the curiosity in you want to know if there's anything out there? You told me you, you're convinced there's something out there. Yes, and I think we should be very careful and simply listen. Duck and listen. That's what I think we should do. Rather than reaching out without knowing who's out there, what their intentions are, I think that's really foolhardy to assume that all the aliens are like E.T. 
I just hope that we sent the naked body of, like, The Rock so they would think, I'm not going to mess with that country. They're in really good shape. Either that or else they say, lunch. <laughs> I know, that would be trouble. Misha, I'm surprised at this. I thought you were going to be intrigued, but you say bad idea. Bad idea. Congratulations bad idea. on the success of your book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that was from Fox News because of a story that that some some NASA is going to beam some information about our planet and all and our people up into space as far as it'll travel so that you know we'll reach out to any any intelligence that's out there and uh and and this guy is warning that that might be very dangerous but you know this idea about the ETs is really picking up in in mainstream media and yeah. it's in popular in you know in you know, on YouTube and everywhere there that these UFOs and um, and there's more sightings and everything. And so I've often wondered if the Antichrist isn't going to be uh, claimed to be in contact with these as, you know, the, the, the true gods and the true progenitors of the earth and earthlings and, you know, and that who, who distantly put us here, planted us here from another planet a long time ago, and they're coming back to check up on us. I mean, that's the new modern theology. You know, it's, it's otherworldly. It's against every uh, idea of God that any religions on the planet have ever had. And it used to just only be seen in science fiction. And now it's a, it's a very popular idea among agnostics. Agnostics can accept that. They can't accept, you know, God as a creator and, you know, as the Bible uh, reveals him to be. But they can, they do and can accept him as some superior being from another planet. Yeah. He says and there's something out there. Yeah, we know what's out there. The <laughs> devil and his fallen angels. Yeah, that's out there. That's right. And they're, and, and they're, they're really good at deception. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so they, they are talking about it more. They talk about it on Fox News about interviewing. Oh, on all, yes, all the channels, and they have this so-called disclosure, you know, where the government is admitting that they've, you know, had to chase these unknown lights around, you yeah, know. The yeah, 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 they're bringing forth those files, and they, they, had, yeah. the, they had this uh, study at one time where they were – investing millions of dollars. Remember, they were giving people LSD at one time. Oh, that's true. And then they were uh, doing these experiments with mental telepathy, paying people to see if they could develop a way to read people's minds. Yeah, the U.S. government was funding these things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were wanting to use telepathy as a special, you know, uh, spying system in their espionage. (laughs) it is a crazy crazy world without people that don't have jesus christ their minds are capable of just about it thinking and doing just about anything true because jesus gives you a sound mind he says he gives you a sound mind and you do have a sound mind after you're born again your mind just goes sound yep you get the mind of christ it's and a miracle. Uh, it's a miracle. that that's very rare. There's there's so many churches that you know are just showcases with celebrity pastors and 
people are flocking to see them because that's another prophecy about those with itching ears who just want their ears tickled. And uh, we see that in the so-called church world. And yeah. that's the the popular side of it. And that's the popular side of it. And the thing is, these pastors or so-called pastors are very abusive. There was a, a video that came out the other day about this Ed Young. He has, I guess he's got a few churches in Texas, or Eddie Young Jr. Yeah, I, and he's telling yeah. the people that, oh, you say you're not getting fed. And he has a high chair on the platform and he's telling he's them you, you're wearing dirty diapers. Could you imagine going to church and your pastor is talking to you like that and you stay there? Yeah, I visited one of his churches. It was the most disgusting thing I ever saw. And he wasn't there. He was at one of the other locations beaming in. Yeah. And you know, a few years back, he and his wife put their bed on the roof yeah. talking about, yeah, how they had to, you know, pretty much have sex in front of the whole world just to show how how important sex is. Well, they, I did, mean, and, they did like yeah. a seven-day thing. Yeah, who do they think they were, John and Yoko? Oh, <laughs> and the thing is, this this guy is a multimillionaire. He has thousands of people that go, that show up. For what? Oh, abuse? I know. I, I went, like I said, I visited it. In fact, I have a, I have a uh, YouTube video on it and one of my um, uh, series that I was doing when I was visiting different churches. Oh, and that would be it interesting. Was, to, yeah, I'll have to go yeah, back and, and look at that. On your yeah. Jackie Alnor channel on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, Boy, it was a long, no, not that long, it was a couple of years ago, and I forget the name of the, the title. But anyway, it was like, uh, you know, testing truth or error or whatever. And, uh, you know, if the church is, oh, real or counterfeit, that was the name of it. Yeah. So I did several real or counterfeits visiting various churches in Texas, and that was one of them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I did I did one on Hagee also in, in San Antonio. Oh, yeah, that was and, a good one. Yeah, I remember that one. I didn't remember And the one I did on... And Ed Young was out of Dallas. So, you know, I, and then it's like, you know, this whole COVID thing put a stop to all yeah, that. Yeah. I should probably get back on it because I'm in a state where. You're in a state where it's loaded with those phony fakes. Oh, absolutely. You'll so is Florida. We're both in states that have. Yeah, Florida, you know, but I think Texas trumps Florida. Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah, there's more. <laughs> more of them in Texas for some reason. I don't, I don't know if it's a taxes or something. They seem to flock to Texas. But a friend told me today that David E. Taylor is moving to Tampa. He bought an $8 million mansion. Oh, and, and yeah, he's going to be coming here. I guess he's going to be starting a cult, another cult. There goes the neighborhood. Wait till the neighbors see. He's living in this old, crusty, rich neighborhood. Oh, no, it's an older neighborhood. They are going to freak out when they find out he's moving into the neighborhood. So, so why is it that the church and that, that professing Christians are the most naive and the easiest ones to get something over on? It's amazing, why isn't it? It's like they can't figure it out. They can't. They go to church to be abused. This man, like, like Ed Young Jr., is abusing them. Rodney Howard Brown, his church is rapidly growing in Tampa. Unbelievable. And he's... Uh, humiliating people, getting them to writhe on the floor like snakes and do the most bizarre things. And they go back for more and they love it. It's very weird. 
Well, God doesn't approve of it because it shows that the people's hearts in the wrong place if they want to follow after signs and wonders. And, and he says that it's a wicked generation. That that's, what after signs. that's what he said, but that seems to be the current trend. Yeah. But I, 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 we have hope. We have hope as far as there, there is a remnant church and, even with my little radio broadcast, which we've never spent a penny on advertising, and how the Lord, there's a million people that have listened. I don't, and over the years, so there's always something we can do. It might look small, and in, in, uh, but if each of us do something, we can have an impact, even if it, it's not a, a real big impact. But at least we're impacting people and getting people to think and trying to reform what's being done so get, try to get people to wake up so it's we take small steps but yeah we can only do what we can do we can only do what we can do but yet we're compelled i feel compelled to do it oh absolutely yeah so that's that's our our joy really in life is that we can work while there's still time, while it's still light. Yeah, while it's still day. While it's still day, yeah, that's it. Yeah. The night is coming when no man can work. Yeah, yeah. So thank you, Jesus, for uh, these outlets that he's given us. All right, Jackie, yeah. so that's our program for today. It was a great program. Yes, it's always fun to get together with you. And we talk sometimes during the week, too. Yeah, we, we do love to talk. I'm, but We have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. The thing is, like minds. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's good. Yeah, it is Because good. it's harder and harder for people to find like-minded people. It's, so many people feel isolated because of that. Yeah, it's very true. So many people feel isolated. But when you find somebody that you know that you're on the same wavelength about what you see and what you know. And so it's encouraging. And uh, I could see where there's, uh, there's, so, there's many, many good people in the body of Christ that want to see a change. They, so many of them think like we do. They just can't believe the things that are going on in the name of well, Jesus yet. Yeah, we'll keep our eyes on the prize. He's coming soon. Yeah, hallelujah. That'll be a glorious day. Yeah. A glorious day. So uh, if people want to find you, how can they find you? Well, on Facebook, just look up Jackie Alnor. And also, as we mentioned, on the YouTube channel under my name. And you can also go to ChristianSentinel.com and see my archives of articles. And uh, I don't update it as much as I used to, but I probably still get something up once a month. But uh, when I do, I post that to Facebook. Yeah, there's some great articles on there. I know I was looking the other day on uh, the search engines under your name. I saw an article that was written for Christianity Today way back. You also made some news, Jackie, at Chuck Smith Jr.'s church. You made the news. <laughs> yes, I've been uh, 
<laughs> I've done that on on occasion. Made the news. Yeah, you did. You made you made the newspapers there. Oh, I made the news. What about when my name was brought up in the final arguments of the TBN case against the TBN granddaughter, and they blamed the whole thing on this Jackie Almore. Yeah. That, I think that was kind of funny. So I've 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 been around for a long time, uh, but you know. It's, uh, you know, the older we get, the more excited I am when I see younger people picking up the slack, you know. Yeah, yeah, I like that, too. I like to see people boldly yeah. standing up for Jesus Christ without fear, these courageous, yeah, these young people, because that's it. We don't know how much longer we're going to be here, but you hope that, and we can see God's raising up more people to... Uh, yeah. The younger ones for their generation, and that's so important. Yeah, it really is because you think a lot of these kids probably don't have much hope. Well, they have Jesus, and you know the, and the more of those in that generation that can reach them, the better. And think, you know, pray that God sends them into the final, seems to the end of the harvest here. Yeah. Yeah, well, God has, okay, God well, has All right, Jackie, thanks so much. We'll see you. It's always my pleasure. Yeah, good program. Uh, yeah, great. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody, that's our program for today. And we want to make sure the most important thing is, do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. There is none righteous, no, not one, Romans 3.10. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned, Romans 5.12. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, Romans 6.23. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. Romans 5.8. Ephesians 2 and 8. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Romans 10.9 So no matter what's going on in the world today, you have a Savior who died for you and who loves you and who can change your life and who can give you peace and joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Only, only the Prince of Peace can give you that peace that the world can't give. And obviously the world is in chaos. But you can have the peace of God by asking the Lord Jesus to come into your life and asking him to forgive you of your sins. And you can have a brand new life today. So give your life to Jesus loves you with an everlasting love. God bless you.
Blessed be.